Hello? Hey. Can you hear me? Yeah. Thank you so much uh, for taking your time out and doing this. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, are we on a, before we get started, are we on a time limit? Yeah, I probably got about 15 minutes or so. Okay. Okay. So, um, we'll get started, uh, and I'll just start us in and then, uh, we'll get started. All right. And welcome to another episode of Brocephus and Friends. I'm your host. Brosephus, and this week we have Matthew Fouts. Matthew, it's good to have you today. Hey, man, thank you so much for the invite. Appreciate it. You know, if anybody knows me, knows that I love the hymns and I love the Southern Gospel, and you do both. Uh, tell us, for those who don't know Matthew Fouts, uh, tell us a little about a bit what you do. Yeah, so I am the bass singer for a a group called legacy five i've been with them for about eight years and we've had we have a great uh great ministry and we've got a great group some really good music Uh, our album pure love just won a dove award for southern gospel album of the year last week so we're really excited about that and so I, i i'm there and then i also do some solo music I've done a couple of recordings. The most recent one, you were mentioning hymns, actually is called The Story and the Song, Hymns of Our Faith, where I had a friend write the stories behind some of the the hymns that we're all familiar with. And then either myself or some of my friends in gospel music read the stories and so that we get an idea of where the song came from. And then we go, go into me singing the song. So I do some solo music, sing with Legacy 5. I also do a brand called Instrumental Hymns and Worship. And that is just in, uh, instrumental hymns and worship songs, um, mainly right now just on piano. And you can find those out where you can stream them or download them on all online platforms. And that is uh, just kind of my way of trying to trying to provide music for people just to relax maybe meditation, prayer time. Maybe they like a little bit of soft music playing in the background during their devotional time. So I'm into a lot of different things in music, and that's uh, three of the things that I do. And also you do a, uh, which is how I uh, how I got to know you, well, about you was the on the couch with Fouch. Yeah. Uh, and, and the first one I saw, I think, was Wes Hampton. I thought, this is good because it gives a little bit behind the scenes of, of the artists that we see on Gaither or on different platforms. Yeah, that's right. You know, I sat down many years ago, probably six or seven years ago, and I did a video interview with, uh, with some of the guys that I was with um, at an event, at a concert. And, uh, you know, it just kind of took off from there. And so there are video interviews with your favorite artist in gospel music. It's just a one-on-one sit down. And my goal with it is just to help the folks that like the music, that get to see us, that get to come to concerts, get to come to events. And they, they hear our testimony uh, from stage, or they hear about our songs, or they listen to us sing. But my goal with the interviews is to help the folks get to know us as as individuals, maybe get to know mm-hmm. us a little more personally um, 
in the sit down video interview. So that way, maybe that, you know, maybe all they know about us is our singing, but they don't really know anything about us personally. And that's a, yeah. that's a way that I like to introduce the artist to the gospel music friends and fans out there so they can know us a little more personally. And we have a good time doing it. Uh, you talked about the hymns. I, you know, and I love, if you have not heard that, uh, for those who are listening, go and hear that because, you know, I, uh, I remember, um, a couple of weeks ago, we went to go see the hymn sing bunch and, uh, and the powerful message of the hymns, and I um, and I love the stories behind, like um, like the one that uh, the um, I have decided to follow Jesus. Yeah, you know when you hear that, it brings another dimension to the song that you've heard all these years. Yeah, that's right. You know, I I had a friend I was asking one time, and he's not even a a. Um, um, he's not even a, a Christian, like he's not even a, a proclaiming Christian. He, he knows about the Christian faith. I actually went to a Christian high school with him. Um, but I was just talking to him one day about music and, and different things. And he knows what I do. And he has come to a concert before. And I said, man, if you if you were doing music, what would you do? He's like, you know, what I do is he said, if I were in Christian music, I would spend time in areas where there have been natural disasters, giving away music and doing free concerts. He said, because what I know about Christians is that when things happen, when natural disasters come, when trials come, when tribulations come, um, they go to the Bible and they go to the music of their faith for comfort and strength. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, that is so true. When we, even from a guy who's not even professing to be a Christian, um, him to be able to see that and know that I was, I was just shocked. I was like, man, what great insight and what the hymns give us. The reason I tell you that story is because what the hymns give us is it gives us decades or centuries um, that these songs have been around and mm -hmm. that we can and i and i'll say this too i i love a lot of the the modern worship songs too um oh, yes. and the modern hymns that are being written but mm -hmm. i do i do think that we miss the boat when we just forsake a song because it's already been sung for 200 years or a church just puts a whole book full of songs on the shelf and say we're not doing those anymore because they've already been done for 200 years or a hundred years or 500 years, you know, but what we're missing is, is the history of the music of our faith when we do that. And that's one of the pillars of our faith is being able to go back for centuries with these songs that have, have been around for so long that folks have looked to during times of disaster and times of, of great peril and need in their lives. And obviously scripture is the authority but these songs, man, I mean, it's just it's just something that I, I, I just don't I don't ever want us to completely lose some of these great songs of our faith. And so doing the hymns with the story and the song, giving us another way, like you said, to to connect with these songs more deeply um, and to keep them around. It's kind of that solo CD was kind of my attempt to help preserve some of those songs and, and the stories of where those songs came from.
if you had to, uh, if you had a group, the Matt Fouch Quartet, <laughs> which that is such a great stage name, <laughs> Matt Fouch. That's so good. If you had to organize a quartet, who would you have past, I mean, living or non-living? <laughs> uh, let's see. I'd have Brian Walker, Lee Black, and Scott Fowler. <laughs> no those are the guys i sing with with legacy five and and i'm serious i mean we have a we've got a great group right now we are we're i mean we're just so thrilled to get to present the music that we're doing right now we have a lot of fun during our concerts and we have a, a lot of fun together off stage as well but you know man you know if if i were to pick anybody out of all that you know and the, I'll be honest with you, I've never thought about that. What I have thought about is I'm, I'm going to change the question on you. Yeah. And I'm just going to answer the question I want to I answer because <laughs> this is something I have thought about before is of all the bass singers that have passed on that I never got to hear live in person, which one would I want to hear the most? Um, I never I never got to hear J.D. Sumner live. I never got to hear uh, James Weatherington or London Paris or Rex Nealon or um, or George Yance. I never got to hear these guys live. And so I sit back, I'm like, man, which one would I want to hear in a concert setting live? And I pick I pick uh, a couple of them for different reasons. I would love to have heard George Yance live now. And, you know, we have video, right? You know, but yeah. I would have loved to have been sitting in a crowd to hear oh, George Yacht sing this old house um, and to MC the program. Mm. Um, I would have That's loved cool. to have been sitting in the crowd when JD did a slide down and hit some mm. Guinness World Record low note that he was known for at the time when he was traveling and singing and had the Guinness World Record for the lowest note recorded. And I would love to have been able to sit in the audience and watch James Weatherington, Big Chief, stand there mm. around the microphone with one or three other guys and just you still be able to hear the rhythm in his singing and his voice and watch him as he perfected his craft. Um, those are the three guys that I, and the three reasons why I would love to have been able to see those guys live. You know, George uh, Yance, um, he was he he was a solo artist, and that's what I hear in your well, not a solo artist. He was with the quartet, but he had a solo voice, and that's what I hear in in your voice. And and I was that something that uh, was planned, or was that just something that uh, came with your voice? You know, honestly, that's something that I have to work on on a consistent basis of being comfortable with. Um, starting out as a, a young bass singer, all you ever think about is low notes. You like, mm. you just like, I want to sing low. I want to sing low. I want to sing low. And that's for me at least. And I think most bass singers, that's all we ever work on as we're like, as we're growing with our voice and as we're as, as a young bass singer, that's all we ever really work on because that's what's so cool about our voice and what the gift God has given us is like, we get to hit these low notes that most people can't even think about hitting, you know, and that's really cool. And that's, and that's a lot of fun. 
Um, and so earlier on, that's all I worked on was I want to sing low, want to sing low. I never even cared, thought about, tried to really work on singing solos. It was all low notes. That was what I was consumed with. And when I came with Legacy 5, Scott Fowler started giving me solos and songs that pulled me out of my comfort zone and stretched me with my voice, stretched me mentally, um, and, and made me get out of my comfort zone and work on how do you sing solos? How do you present a song when you sing? And I had to actually start mm. thinking about stuff like that and working on it. Whereas before, all I ever thought about was, I just want to sing low notes. <laughs> and so, so that's honestly something yeah. that has been, been a thing for me over the last, especially the last eight years for me to work on and continue to work on and continue to try to get better at, because that's something that is very important, um, but something that at least earlier in my career, I never really even thought about or worked on it because it was outside of my comfort zone. Mm. Um, what is one, you know, I hear this question and uh, if you had to tell people who are, who, you know, say, I see your interviews and I like that, or I see you in legacy five. Um, how do I not really get started, but how do I work on that craft? You know, um, build it up as far as uh, singing bass being in a group or doing it's, interviews and social media probably uh the uh well since we're doing this interviews yeah um so what i what i try to encourage people to do is think about something that that interests you you know what is the there's lots of people out there doing podcasts and interviews and um, things like that. But what, you know, there's an audience for everything. And, and mm -hmm. so you got to think about what is it that is going to set my podcast or my interview series apart? What's going to make it different? What's going to make it interesting? Is there a, a, a gap somewhere where that you can fill to try to um, help, you know, put information out there. And so when I was, when I was thinking that through and I was looking at possibly doing these video interviews on the couch with Fouch, I didn't feel like there was anybody at the time in Southern gospel music doing interviews outside of the Gaither video series, um, where mm -hmm. he will sit down and do these interviews on some of the videos that where he's doing a, a full interview, uh, a full video on a group. Um, and he'll do interviews as part of that video. But outside of that, there was no podcast or video series or anything like that that presented the artist in a personal way. The only thing you ever got was like radio interviews that talked about current radio singles, most recent release, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I, I was like, man, there's got to be a way to to present the artist more personally to the fans of the music and our friends out there mm. that love us, that come to the concerts, but they want to get to know us a little more personally. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's the, that's the number one thing I would say to get started is sit down and think about something that you're interested in, something that you're already involved in, something that is part of your life already. 
um, whether it's you live in that world or you just really like that world. It's, it's a hobby or you work in that world, whatever. Um, and then try to think about something within that world that is, is content that people would want to know about. Um, and once you sit down and you figure that out, then you just go to work trying to create the connections and sending the emails and uh, Facebook messages and stuff like that to just ask people, hey, I do this program. Would you want to be a part of it? And just go to work at it. Matthew, thank you so much for your time today. And speaking of that, thank you for saying yes to this little rinky-dink program. <laughs> uh, bless, blessings to yeah, you. Yeah, man. And, uh, hey. Thank you for yeah, all let you me, do for Southern Let Gospel me say music. one more thing before I, I say goodbye. I just, I just want to encourage everybody. You know, when this whole this whole pandemic virus thing started, I got a little concerned because, you know, all of our concerts just poof overnight. We're just gone for like three months. Right. And I went home and I got, I was, I was just real concerned about it and I was praying about it and trying to sit down and like analyze our financial budget and what was my next three months going to look like and all this kind of stuff. And I was getting a little, I was getting a little worried and, and stressed out about it. And I remember my wife just saying, just breathe, <laughs> take mm -hmm. one day mm -hmm. at a time. And, you know, we're just going to trust God and we're going to give it to him. And, you know, we're going to wake up every day and do what we can do in that day and trust God to handle it. Um, and I think mm -hmm. that's so good for a lot of us right now. You know, the, when we're recording this, yeah. the election just happened a week ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that are stressed out about that and worried and concerned. And mm -hmm. I just go into it with the mindset of as believers who have a relationship with Christ, this world's not our home. You know, uh, like yes. the Legacy 5 song we're doing right now, we're only passing through. And we've got a home that is far beyond this. Yes, we want to see um, things that match with our core values, our Christian worldview. We want to see those things happen and continue to happen here in our country and in our daily lives. But at the end of the day, um, the great thing is, is that we are citizens of another world. And um, we can look forward to that day with anticipation and excitement because this this life here is just a vapor. And while we live this life, we live it for him. And we just wake up each day, take a deep breath and put one foot in front of the other um, and just take it a day at a time, trusting in God uh, to provide. And uh, that we know that he 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 has already got it all under control and it's it's part of his master plan so just be encouraged those of us that have relationships with him yes that is good um you know to uh to have that and you know i heard someone ernie either ernie phillips or ernie johnson someone in the uh, basketball world i don't pay attention to basketball that much but he said when they asked him about the election a couple of years ago, he said, they said, what do you think? And he said, I don't know who will sit in the president's chair, but I know who sits yeah. on the throne. And, and God is not shaken by what's going on. He already knew and he's got a plan. For yeah, us. that's right, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, uh, blessings to you. And, uh, and, uh, hey, thank God you bless. Happy to do it. Have a good day. <laughs>